By watching or listening to this show, you are acknowledging that you are of legal age to purchase and consume cannabis in your region. This production is for adults only. Have you seen the slash? Made by users for users. Engineered for flavor. One of the coolest features around. A built-in loading tool. Learn more at www.stonesmiths.ca. What's happening? We'll tell you right now on This Week in Cannabis News. My good friend David Wiley from the OZ rejoining us this week. You can find them online at okanaganz.com. And uh, on Twitter, at Okanagan Z. Uh, and David, it is uh, great to chat and great to see you again. How are you feeling? Feeling good. It's good to see you too. Yeah, sorry to skip out on you last week. It happens every so often. That is. I just figured there was so much sunshine, you had to go out and enjoy it. And it's nice that you've sent that sunshine my way because we're getting it. Because as we all know, you're in the Okanagan. And do you not get the most sunshine of anybody in the country? You know, it's really a bit of a, a marketing gimmick, I'd like to say. In the in the summertime, just to make everybody feel better, in the summertime, it's gorgeous and sunny. In the wintertime, though, because we're in a valley, mm. it's pretty gray. So you got to get up into the ski hills. Yeah, I'll ah. do a bit of a humble brag there. We need to go up onto a big white or silver star or, uh, apex get above those clouds. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, it's, uh, it's good to chat with you again. And, uh, th this first story, unfortunately is something that is not a good story. In fact, it's actually a terrible story and organogram has a role to play in this story. Yeah. The worst part of this story is the fact that it took, uh, far too many freedom of information act requests to figure out that organogram was the source of a major illness in New Brunswick. So that cannabis producer has been identified as the source of Legionnaire's disease uh, in New Brunswick last year. And the source was initially kept a secret by the company and by the government. But a CBC investigation over time had revealed that Organogram was actually the source that affected 16 people last year. Basically, the company now says that cooling towers atop of its cannabis production plant in Moncton had caused that outbreak. 15 people, by the way, were sent to hospital. If you don't know much about Legionnaire's disease, it's actually caused by inhaling water droplets that contain the Legionella bacteria. And it, generally, these kinds of outbreaks are traced to cooling towers as that combination of heat and water can be a breeding ground for the bacteria if the system's not properly maintained. Uh, organogram, now that it's been outed, tells CBC that it deeply regrets the impact of the incident on members of the community and their families last year. Now, uh, they didn't even give an interview. They just basically sent a statement. So, you know, it's just another case of a company not really wanting to admit its misdeeds until it's forced to and disappointing, especially in the cannabis industry where we hope that these companies will do a little better. 
hundred percent. And uh, you know, the the one gentleman that speaks out in this article, uh, Richard uh, Melanson, you know, he said, you know, he thought all along that uh, this was the case, but you know, he didn't want to point fingers, which I think is is quite actually uh, impressive on and on his end because he was uh, one of those gentlemen that did get sick. But I, I don't know about you, uh, David. I, I look at this situation, and and this is a situation where. If Organogram had come out in the first place and said, hey, we screwed up, we're really, really, really sorry, there would be way less bad publicity. If it, It's always a good thing. If you make a mistake, own up to it right away. The longer you try to or seemingly try to cover up, which, which kind of like, you know, they didn't come out. They knew they were at fault. All these, uh, you know, uh, you know uh, what did you call them, freedom of... Uh, uh, to to be able to get the Freedom of Information Act requests, yeah, yeah, like all of that didn't have to happen. There would have been a much, you know, it still wouldn't have been good, but it wouldn't be as bad as this looks. And CBC says it actually filed several of these FOI requests, and it was just that the last batch actually was the first time that the company's name wasn't blacked out. And you know, some people have wondered that maybe there's lawsuits on the horizon. Uh, because Legionnaires is really, it's a terrible, mm-hmm. a terrible illness. And, you know, around one in people, one in 10 people actually die from it. And in this case, fortunate enough that none of them did. And it, it's certainly not even a case of what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Uh, because after being on the receiving end of Legionnaires disease, you're actually left weaker and more susceptible. Um, so, yeah, and this is a case where we have an industry here um, that needs to create trust with people mm-hmm. and when you can't be big enough to admit fault that does certainly impede that kind of trust yeah it it, it really does and and unfortunately we are fighting an uphill battle in this industry and we have to uh, be very very transparent now um you know there's there's not building trust and then there's just not showing up and uh in in my opinion just kind of being ignorant and that's where we're going with this next story out in uh, your neck of the woods in bc because the the premier didn't even respond to requests from a group wanting to talk to him about the cannabis situation this just i i don't know i don't know if arrogance is the right word but uh, total disrespect in my opinion i've been following this one really since the start of legalization and it's an an issue that goes on before legalization you know nobody's happy in bc when it comes to the murky let's call it the gray area of cannabis and retailers on the one hand legal ones licensed they're upset that cannabis laws aren't being enforced across the board and they're losing business and now an an indigenous group is upset that the provincial government won't even meet them to talk about their own Uh, individual governance proposal when it comes to cannabis it's just messy right now Um, you know last week bc premier john horgan ndp government just simply chose not to attend a virtual roundtable with a consortium of chiefs from different first nations Uh, basically they wanted to meet to talk about their proposal to legitimate to legitimatize uh, their chain of businesses and uh, they invited Oregon. They invited the public safety minister here, Mike Farnworth, to discuss a path a path towards self determination through legal cannabis distribution. And you know, neither politician they said even responded to their calls, and it led them to put a pretty scathing statement. And this isn't an issue that is limited to BC alone. You know, we've got CTV also reporting that mm-hmm. it's the same across the country 
when it comes to First Nations and cannabis. And one lawyer who specializes in Indigenous issues told CTV that chiefs and councils across Canada, uh, bans are basically been strongly encouraged to develop their own cannabis frameworks, huh. their own bylaws to regulate the distribution, the sale of cannabis on the reserves. And that just leads to a patchwork across the country where things could be different, uh, you know, in, in every different indigenous community, um, especially compared to uh, different stores across the country where they're following the Cannabis Act. Um, and that includes what we're seeing here in BC and other parts of the country too, is you've got unlicensed stores that are offering delivery by mail even across the country. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, it's not just a BC issue limited to BC, but if you've got stores here that are unlicensed that are offering delivery across Canada, you know, they're also having an impact on every province in the country. Um, so what's, what's the solution here? I certainly wouldn't say that I'm smart enough to know what that would be. Uh, but you know, the diplomatic side in me would say that at the very least, you've got to come to the table. Yeah. Do you know what the start of the solution is? Starting the conversation, responding when somebody yeah. says, let's have a conversation. Listen, if the date that they pick doesn't work, the, the amazing thing, I, and you know, I don't know if this is the same in BC, but calendars have other days where you can actually schedule other things. And obviously I'm being tongue in cheek, but the fact that there was no response just is, is ignorant. Like there has to be a conversation about this. And, and you kind of alluded to kind of our next story talking about how, how it's, uh, you know, almost like the wild West all across the country, that gray area. Um, and, and there's the, the one uh, gentleman in the, uh, in the story you know, used to work in cigarettes and decided to move into into cannabis because, uh, the you know, and he said he's put additions on so the additions of on his house and and he hasn't got had to go to the band for money, but it's not exactly legal. And when the BC premier or anybody else doesn't want to sit down at the table, what are they supposed to do? What are they supposed to do? Like it's weird. It's a great question, and there's legislation here in BC that does allow the provincial government to sit down with, um, you know, different indigenous communities and talk about what their solution, uh, individual solution might be moving forward. And that kind of agreement was come to with the Williams uh, Lake First Nations. So we'll have to see if that's something that starts to spread here in BC. Um, but yeah, you got to come to the table, you got to talk. And uh, that goes both ways. Yeah, that quote, these pot shops are not illegal in the sense that there is no defined provisions. So it's really hard to yeah. fault people when there isn't guidelines. And then real, even harder to fault people when the people that are supposed to be discussing those guidelines don't want to do it in some situations. Uh, okay, let's end with a story that you know we were following very closely for the last several months. It was a key part of the election stateside, a bunch of different states coming on to the cannabis train. And now um, the U.S. is one step closer to, at the very least, decriminalization. Indeed, it's headed in the right direction. So now you've got the Democratic-controlled House uh, last week approving a bill to decriminalize and tax cannabis at the federal level. Um, now the opponents, mostly Republicans, uh, called the bill a hollow political gesture, and they actually mocked Democrats for bringing it up at a time when they say, uh, well, uh, factually, thousands, not just thousands, 
hundreds of thousands of Americans are dying from the coronavirus pandemic. And, you know, things can get done at the same time that there's a pandemic response. And the idea now that Republicans are coming out of the woodwork to say that putting forward a bill on decriminalization of cannabis at a time when we're dealing with COVID-19, it just rings so hollow to me considering the current response that we've seen federally from the U.S. government. And when we talk about cannabis decriminalization, you can't help but talk about cannabis legalization, where it brings in a much needed tax revenue to an economy that's been hit so hard by this. And people that are just, uh, they want jobs, they want some steam engine moving forward on their uh, economy. So, you know, basically supporters of this bill say that it would help reverse the adverse effects of the decades long war on drugs. You know, this is a social movement forward. Uh, and again, the economic issues that I talked about, we have four more states now too in the, fa- in the past U.S. election that, uh, that had legalized cannabis in their states, and that includes New Jersey and Arizona. It's going to put an enormous amount of pressure on the state of New York, by the way, just next door to New Jersey to do the mm-hmm. same. Now, this bill passed 228 to 164, but it has to go to the Republican-controlled Senate and it's there that it's unlikely to to advance. So when you look at the historic passage of, you know, the Moore Act, Marijuana Opportunity Reinvestment and Expungement Act here, it's really likely only symbolic, which is really unfortunate. Uh, but, you know, let's look at the silver lining in that this is a big step forward. Yeah, it's 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 a step forward, and unfortunately, as you said, it could be a, a step or, or two, at least sideways, maybe maybe not any more steps forward. Yeah. But it is a step forward, and I, I just laugh at that. Uh, you know, the, the, like you said, the the Republicans did, did, did what did they do? While well, hundreds of thousands of Americans were dying, they they you know lauded the the president who wasn't doing anything, and now they want to come out and do it. And do they not see? how important of a role cannabis has been playing. Like, look, North Americans, it went from illegal to essential. The tax dollars are there. You would have to be the dumbest Republican ever to not think cannabis could help get you out. New York is going to fall. Pennsylvania is going to fall. Get on the train, dumb Republicans, because you're going to be left at the station with giant debt. And, and and we talked about Texas before. Texas has the biggest debt that's going, and, and they're, they're looking the other direction as opposed. So I don't know. It just gets me so frustrated when people can't see the forest through the trees, pun intended in, in this one, but because uh, this could do so much more, not just for people's, you know, health and, and medical medical benefits, but the, the, the bottom line and the dollars. So I really hope some sense goes into Republicans before this happens and they don't just stupidly go by the party lines because, you know, and we've talked about in the past, the conservatives here, why aren't they getting on the cannabis train? Why is stigma keeping people from recognizing the financial benefits also with this plan? I don't know. That's the end of my rant. I apologize for getting upset, but it just it just it floors me that that they can still have this sta- same stance with this. And it, it doesn't actually bleed through party lines. I mean, we've seen recent polls that have come out talking about how both Republicans and Democrats are in support of this kind of reformation mm-hmm. uh, for all kinds of reasons that you touched on as well there. So 
I see a lot, I see movement happening in the future and it will just continue to require a strong lobbying effort from the grassroots folks that are pushing this from a social justice perspective, as well as the business community who need to show that this is something that's important for economic recovery and uh, in a great opportunity to help fund some government programs uh, in a way that's less injurious to the tax base. Yeah. And just look around the world at what is happening. Look North yep. Americans, legalization in Canada. Look South, you know, eventually legalization in Mexico when they get it worked out. Look across to Israel. Look at Thailand. Look at all these places. You know, look at the celebrities that are getting involved. You know, Will I Am from the Black Eyed Peas, Alyssa Milano. Uh, there are soccer stars. There are NBA players. Uh, there are there are the 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 man who you know the CEO of Starbucks realizes that the cannabis business industry is something. I mean, you just have to look around globally and see that the wheel of cannabis is starting to turn. And perhaps most importantly there, you mentioned for Republicans, look at Israel. I mean, you want to back policy out of Israel, which they do. Israel has uh, is moving toward legalizing recreational cannabis. So get in, get in the game, my friends. Indeed, indeed. All right, David, thank you so much. Uh, we're going to be doing, um, you know, after Christmas, before New Year's, uh, a kind of a year in review on the OZ here on the Cannabis 101 podcast. So uh, looking forward to uh, taking a look back, and I'm sure some of the stories that we've been discussing in the last little while will be making that list. Have yourself a uh, great rest of the week. Enjoy the sunshine, especially if you can get to the top of that mountain. And we'll talk <laughs> next week, my friend. You too. Thanks, Dean.